is the relationship where we analyze pop culture to give you relationship advice that works. I'm Toya, and I have Eric and Jason up in here. Hey, hey what's up, y'all? All hey. right, and for any questions, please send those in to the relationship at power77radio.com. Good right. job. Nice yeah. see you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yeah, she got it. Oh, question. <laughs> oh, what? oh, wow. Toya just she, woke up. She was everybody. celebrating so, too much. Good morning. Get yeah. that intro right. Good morning. Toya's away. <laughs> I think right. we have a question. Yeah, we have a question. <laughs> this one comes from Alan. A little bit closer to home. That's All right. good. All right. So Aaron from oh, Allen. Oh, that's his name or the town? No, no, no. That's the town. The Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is, yes, from Allen. Yeah, Aaron from Allen. Here okay. we go. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Uh, my husband is not a big talker, so when we get into disagreements, it's very tough to get him to open up. Right now, we're looking to purchase a house, and I want his input, but he leaves all <laughs> decisions up to me. I know this sounds like a girl's dream come true, but I'd like him to be more involved making decisions so he can enjoy the things we're both work towards. Also, I want him to open up more during disagreements instead of shutting down and telling me I can do whatever I want to do. So how do I handle this? <laughs> All right. All right. I would say sit down and have a conversation with him and let him know I need you to be present. Right. And also, before you go to him with that, think about how present are you in things that he enjoys. You know, so like if he loves football or loves basketball or just loves any whatever he loves, like, are you ever a part of that? You know, so make sure you're also a part of the things that he loves that you maybe don't love so much. And then or if, and if you're not work on that and then talk to him and say, look, I need you to be present because the, the real thing is that's how you allow negative things in your relationship so it could start right now with you saying i want him to be a part of the house i want him to be more present in arguments or whatever disagreements and next thing you know you're gonna find somebody else that is interested and you don't ever want to open up a way for someone else to come in and destroy your marriage and this is these are the little seeds that are planted when those things start so yeah yeah, Toya got, I mean, she just trying to figure she, out how to get him to talk, and Toya's got him cheating. Got- <laughs> hey, man. That's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's it's a slippery just slope. That's how it starts. I just need this a guy to talk to me. That's it. <laughs> right. Hey, I would say uh, go buy a house and make him, that makes him get... Uh, Get two jobs to afford it, and then he won't uh, he won't leave it up to you anymore. Right? Uh, <laughs> I think maybe they need to start with. Didn't we do a podcast called "What to Do When Your Husband Won't Lead"? I that might be did. the first part. Oh, that might be the first. There's a right. lot of good ideas in that one, but I think the biggest question is: Is he just passive? Because right. that's one issue to tackle. Yep. If it's <laughs> that. The reason he shuts down is because you make him pay in conversations. That might be a whole different issue. Are you creating the kind of environment where it's safe for him to have input? Because it may be you right. go, That's he true. doesn't give me any input. Well, if you always criticize him and you always go in at him and you always attack him when he disagrees with you, you, you mean like, oh, it's not worth you it. You mean like Toya just did? Yeah. yeah. It's huh? not worth it. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a disagreement and and you start accusing him of cheating, it may be a hard thing. I would tell I would say <laughs> Aaron Aaron from Allen I would say number one try to see if you can schedule a regular time to talk since you have this house and you're gonna make regular decisions every yep. Sunday at six say we're gonna sit down and just talk about decisions maybe that'll get him involved 
ask yourself when he's talking is it a safe place do you need to change how you approach him to maybe encourage him to be more talkative and if that doesn't work then you probably need to go see somebody and and have them help you help him help her help you help them <laughs> right. make okay. it better All of catch that. That. <laughs> right. so that he doesn't cheat latoya there you go. <laughs> And I don't know who Toy is. <laughs> but um, but yeah. It, yeah, that was a good, nice, light. And you're right. Maybe I did take it too far. But no, still, that's, but still right. that's what I, I heard. Know. That's, that's what I heard. Right. So that's what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, no, but, that's uh, fine. That's, hey, that's hey, like sometimes hey, when my, wife, my wife wakes up in the morning mad at me because of some dream she had. Oh, maybe hey, maybe yeah, Toya yeah, just happens. Hey, Toy, that happens. Come on, Toya. Aaron, Aaron knows that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let Eric back make you back down. Own it, man. I'm not backing down. I'm just like, yeah, babe. But I saw something else in that question. But anyway, hey, thanks for sending that question. And for anybody else that has questions, uh, send that into the relation shop at power77radio.com. And what are we talking about today, E? Well, we got a transition from chuckling into uh, something that's a little more serious. So today we do want to talk about abuse in relationships. Mm. I think this is a primary concern, especially during a quarantine season that a lot of us have been in, that, uh, that abuse is up. Domestic abuse is up. Child abuse is Absolutely. up. Have you guys seen how many Amber Alerts have been going on? Yeah. A so, lot. Oh so there's a lot going on. And so what we're going to talk about today is physical, sexual, emotional, spiritual, and then neglect. Those yeah. five types of abuse. And we're going to talk a little bit about maybe what they look like mm-hmm. so we can identify them a little bit better. And then what do you do? if you find yourself in a situation where you're experiencing it. So that's what we want to try to tackle today. And let's just jump in with physical abuse. That seems the most uh, black and white and obvious. So we're just talking about hitting, slapping, shoving, grabbing, pinching, biting, hair pulling. I mean, you you could name all kinds of them. Um, but this is where people are getting physical with one another. Yeah. And uh, what does that look like in relationship? How do you get there? What do you do if you're there? Right. I mean, and that's one that escalates over time, too. You can even go, get pretty worse. So you want to get on top of that one pretty quick. Yeah, I would, I would say so. For sure. Exactly. And I was actually thinking, so not everybody has experienced abuse, like uh, primarily with their individually, but you've all pretty much seen it on a movie or you know someone that has been abused. And so what comes to mind, first one that I can think of movies I'm talking about is like Jennifer Lopez in the movie Enough where we see her dating a guy. He seems really nice. He's giving her the world. Then as soon as they get married, it's like he just switches and he wants her to be a certain way. Then the abuse starts and she has to fight back and get away. You know? How often do you see that in your office, E? I mean, where... Hey, everything Jennifer was Lopez great. Or? Yeah, how do you see Jennifer J Lo in your office? I'm still waiting. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> we're that couple where hey, we were dating, it was great, and when we got married, the switch went off, and you yeah, see that? I yeah. Mean, do you see that, it more? That's, where that's where I'm. I'm a little cynical because unless you only dated for three months oh, and then wow. got married, if you've been dating for six months, a year. I think somebody's character shows up somewhere. So it, right. it's, yeah, I agree. to me, it's rare that you would be like, oh, I never saw any. You may have not seen physical abuse, but you certainly saw some manipulation. You probably yeah. some mm. some controlling. Because at the end of the day, right, that's physical abuse is 
everything else I know that I've tried to control you mm, and get you right. to do what I want you to do is not working. So my yelling, uh, my punishing you, my all my other stuff is not working. And a person gets to a place where they're just so exasperated, they're like, I got to put my hands on you. Yeah. Right. And I so, guess this is probably a big show where, because, you know, we, we always go to physical, and of course, emotional abuse. But there are also, there's got to be people out there li- going to listen to this and go, wow, I didn't recognize abuse when I saw it necessarily. Because mm-hmm. there's some... I mean, we get into spiritual abuse yeah, and well, all that. And, and no, that's why I say I think we started with physical because yeah. it's a little mm-hmm. more objective where right. some of the others become more nuanced. And, you know, you get some people that are like, you know, if they said something that hurt my feelings, they're right. abusing yeah. me. Yeah. It was like, well, no, they're human. But, right. but I think with physical abuse, obviously it's not safe. Right. And uh, so if you find yourself in a situation, whether it's marriage or dating, and, and they're putting their hands on you or you're both putting your hands on each other, I think you've got to be wise enough to say this is not healthy mm-hmm. and this always escalates. And I mean, I, I've, I've counseled couples before where that whole game, that back and forth game, the right. I'm going to call the cops, that it's just this toxic environment where it's like, that's not a healthy relationship. If you no. put your hands on each other and you're threatening to call the cops all the time, yeah. uh, there's some immaturity issues. And, and I think you guys need to be able to deal with it. The funny part is, and it, it, we'll probably get into some of this in the spiritual abuse talk, but I think the tough thing is a lot of times we, we go to churches for help on this stuff mm. and, you know, churches feel like they're stuck in this little yeah. zone where it's like, well, you can only divorce because of sexual immorality, according to <laughs> right. Jesus in Matthew 5 and 19 and right. abandonment, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians. Right. And so this is physical abuse. So, you know what? Um, let's just try to manage this well. Right. And, mm. and the, the reality is it's not safe. Right. If exactly. you guys have to put your hands on each other or throw remotes at each other or whatever you're doing because you can't resolve conflict, then I think a a distant separation. Yeah. Right. And, you know what? And I would say be real with yourself because I know there's a tendency out there that – a husband hits you, a wife hits you, whatever that the situation is that you lean towards. Uh, that was, that was just a mistake, or that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was just upset. You excuse over or I made it, him so mad. you better, yep. you better, you better get on top of that early and be real with yourself of what you're actually dealing with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, typically in a day, um, the violence hotline gets about twenty thousand phone calls a yeah. day. What? So, yeah. and that's on a regular day. Like, we don't even know what that is like now that we're in quarantine. You know uh, what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. Um, and then abusers access to firearm increase the risk of abuse to 400%. And we're in Texas where just about Ooh. everybody has a gun. You know what 400%. I'm saying? 400%. Golly. Wow. Um, and then the intimate partner violence is most common against women 18 to 24. Um, but it's it's funny because as I'm not funny, but when I'm looking up these stats, I'm just seeing that, you know, because I was wondering, like, how many marriages actually go through abuse? And, you know, you really just can't find a number because, number one, we have women and men, you know, that are abused. But how many of them actually report to police? Right. You know, so most not, of them not a don't. Lot of dudes. I mean, imagine that. No. Call. And hey, it's right, even sir, less. My, yeah. my wife keeps 
keeps hurting me. Yeah. You're like, really, bro? It's, it's yeah. Like, Come on, and you're bro. right. That's why most of our stats here are about women because we know that men are being abused, but they are even less likely to report along oh, with yeah. the women where they're less likely likely to report because they don't want their spouse to go to jail or fear of their life or just thinking, okay, it's not going to happen again or I'm just going to wait. Let me let things, you know, calm down. And so we, we're dealing with a lot of other factors. So our numbers, you know, if only we knew the true numbers, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So and, and then I think about the kids and physical abuse. So think about the kids that are growing up and witnessing their parents, you know, like in those fights, in those arguments, you know, choking people out and those types of things. So then I see... Um, I love that. I man, love that. It's, yeah. it's real. Put them in a sleeper hole. Like so, WWE. Again, according to that same uh, source, each year, 10 million kids are exposed to domestic violence. And 1 in 15 kids exposed, 90% are eyewitness, eyewitnesses who feel the effect of their entire lives. So that means wow. maybe they're going to then become yeah, an abuser. Creating generations. Um, they are just going to be abusers you know they might even commit suicide so because that's what it said here too men exposed as children are three to four times more likely to perpetrate intimate partners and then young people living in violent homes are six times more likely to commit suicide yeah that's that's big you create generations of abusers uh, so it's it's more wow. than just in the moment so so obviously physical so, is big so, yeah but we got if you find yourself in a relationship where there's phil- physical abuse uh be smart right get help i think a if you're sure. married a guided separation you you need to be not in the same proximity i think the idea behind it would be separation for a period of time uh, with some direction and guidance, hopefully for reconciliation. Yeah. Um, but don't fool yourself into thinking, well, we're married, I can't leave. Exactly. No, man, that's, it's not healthy. And so get away from it, get your mind right, and get yeah. back into it. So let's, that's physical yep. abuse. All right. yep. uh, let's take a step deeper. Well, this is good. I'm all the way in. Let's talk about sexual abuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so that's this tough. is, you know, obviously we have one category, which is sexual abuse of kids, right? Uh, which unfortunately happens to a lot of people. But then there can also be sexual abuse in marriage. And I think a lot of people go, ah, no, you can't, you know. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the reality is that if somebody is coercing or attempting to coerce any kind of sexual contact without consent, mm. that's, that's sexual abuse. Right. So mm. uh, obviously you got, you know, Attacks but Eric, I mean, when parts, I'm yeah. married, so my yeah, body that, is his and so his me, is mine. Yeah, so let me, let me let me help you. Yeah. Yes, there's such thing as marital rape. If your spouse says no and right. you force yourself on them, mm. that I don't care. You, you don't get to right. lean on your uh, twisted Bible verse. Your body is not your <laughs> right. own. If your body's not your right. own, then you need to ask your spouse: Do they want your body that's not your own near them? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. If it's not your own, you don't get to force it on somebody else. Right. So sure. Um, um, yeah, I think even even you know treating each other in a demeaning manner sexually can can at times be a form of and there's always a thin line. You don't want people going, "Oh, you slap my butt when you walk by me, right, husband." Right. You <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. come on, man. That's, you yeah. Know. <laughs> so I'm sure you may have a movie or two about that. Uh, uh, Toya. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, <laughs> no. You know what? I don't know. This is under investigation. What? Well, but I'm under, wondering. Under investigation by who? Yeah. Uh, with this movie. What is it? So Fifty Shades of Grey, that whole <laughs> oh, series. Which hey, one? Wait, wait. The whole trilogy? Hey. Yeah, the is whole trilogy. It, is that abuse? I mean, you just described my Saturday nights, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can we is cut the show, no. producer? Cut yeah, show? Man. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, because he used it. I mean, of course, it's meant emotional. Emotional goes with all the abuse, right? right. So, but just, just the fact that he's using the sex and the control and all of that, then... I'm yeah, there's probably some abuse in there, maybe, uh, if you're talking about emotional ally. But, if yeah. you're talking about you got to have safe words in case the person is That's true. does not feel safe. There you go. That, that might be an indicator. Yeah. I, need, be. I need Bubbles Top 5. It might be an indicator of <laughs> yeah. sexual abuse. If you've got a one. whole room dedicated to... Uh, your yeah. fantasies of control and manipulation mm. of another person, yeah. and we just tied sex to it, that right. might be a red flag. Could be a red flag. Um, <laughs> that could but be yeah, a red I, flag. I think sometimes we, we can, uh, that you know, spiritually, that, that whole your body yeah. is not your own stuff. Come on, man. We, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, it's called mutual submission in marriage. You should right. not want to coerce your spouse to do something sexually they're not comfortable with. Uh, they should not feel like they do not have the freedom to say no to you at times. Right. I mean, that's just that not should healthy, be self explanatory. That should be no, well, right? But some people you, might say she signed the contract. You would think. Oh, oh man. now we're back to Fifty Shades <laughs> of Gray. Yeah. I mean, because that's worth you know. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, you go ahead and sign whatever <laughs> contract it says consent to abuse. Sign. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Exactly. At the end of the day. All right. So that's sexual abuse. Yes. Obviously, anything that is uh, forced coercion. Right. Um, manipulation, control of the other person. Right. Uh, and then let's jump into emotional abuse, which I think that's this is big. one of those areas that's a little more nuanced. Right. Because yeah. some people can just get their feelings or, oh, they emotionally abused me. Well, I mean, did they or did they not? So right. uh, let's, let's talk about it in the context of really like undermining another person's sense of self-worth or self-esteem. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can think about like constant criticism all the time. Uh, name calling, damaging right. their relationship with their children. You know, people that are really manipulating mm. and and controlling another person by verbal attacks, by things they talk about them, by undermining them to other people. So, I think there's a lot of stuff that falls into it. And this is where everybody loves to go. Oh, they're narcissistic. Oh no, man, that word is thrown out way too much. That and right. bipolar. Way everybody too much. thinks everybody is. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. and that got me to thinking. What? What? Well, what? You know, I'm sure that you know, hurts. You know what what? Boy, okay. are you thinking again? <laughs> yes. That's it. That's it. So, okay. So the narcissistic, I hear that all the time. So yes. I checked that out. But you guys introduced me to, I mean, to the term gaslighting, which I probably should have known. But I, yeah, you should have. It's kind of new to me. So <laughs> if you have so, a pulse, so you should have heard of it. I haven't heard of that one. I don't know why. But your Saturday nights are clearly so busy. As they, they we are. Just yeah. talked I'm, about. I'm that. way too busy for that. Know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I'm figuring out some. Th- those are kind of as far as the traits, they're mm-hmm. pretty similar. The traits of a narcissist the, and so and and narcissists do gaslight a lot. Yes, that's yeah. correct. And so basically, but the the motivation behind the two are different. So I got to I actually have five traits. <laughs> of All what? right. Of of gaslighting or narcissists? Both, because oh, they're both, both similar. Okay, so. but the motivation is different. The really? Motiva- What's yeah, the motivation? motivation. On each? So let's go with number one: frequent lying. Somebody okay. who is a frequent liar and they exaggerate all the time. The narcissist uses it to self-boost, um, right? Okay. To okay. self-promote. The gaslighter does it to, to make the other person feel inferior. Mm. To break the other person down gotcha. to, 
to okay. control them that way. Yeah. Psychological distinction right. over the, don't sleep on Fowler today, no, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, coming. It's coming. Like Psychologytoday.com. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two, rarely admits flaws and gets aggressive when criticized. So mm. the narcissists, yeah. they like to fight, not necessarily physically, but they like to fight about that stuff or they bolt in those situations because mm. you're, you're touching the nerve on their ego. Mm. The gaslight, they escalate it. They actually like it to intimidate. Mm. Gotcha. So they use that for an intimidation. Okay. All right, number three, they project false image where the narcissist does it to improve their image. The gaslighter, they do it to make others feel bad about themselves for the intimidation factor. Right. Mm. All right. Okay. All right, number four. You. you like it so far? I, I'm good? actually impressed I'm that? For, once. Right. <laughs> for once. Well, no, you had that one other time you had a great question. Yeah. All right. So this is the second time I'm semi-impressed. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we'll take that. All right. So number four, they emotionally invalidate or they coerce. Now the narcissist, yeah. they both enjoy doing the negative, but uh -huh. the narcissist does it to feel better about themselves. Where the gaslighter, of course, does it to tear down and manipulate. Mm. All right. So number five will be they use they, they actually use control of others as an extension of themselves. So let me explain that a little bit. Mm. They both have a tendency to make decisions for other people to promote their own agenda. Mm. So the narcissist does it to cover up their weakness, uh -huh. right? Mm. Where the gaslighter does that to you know making others second guess their decisions. Mm. Like maybe I'm the one making the wrong choice. Maybe oh, yeah. I'm the one. Wow. Doing. So so For there you go. Sure. There's my. We five. probably got 122 movies on that. Oh my gosh, you kidding? Yeah. Oh, so no. there's your top five. How about that? That's, That's awesome. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Come on, give me my dad's voice. Where I'm proud of you, boy. Come boy, on, give me one of those. Boy, I'm so proud there of you. you that was the best list ever. <laughs> I like it. Come here, boy. Give me a hug. I like it. I like it. But, I, you know, going through that, you go, man, I know people like that. I yeah. mean, it did right? bring the light. Wow. Yeah, right. if you're in a relationship and and the other person has made you feel like you're crazy, that's right. kind of that gaslighting. Like, because yep. they, they will twist the truth to where yeah. you're almost like, I used to think this was truth, but now I'm like doubting exactly. what I used to know to be truth. Mm. Yeah, so. and they are masters at it. I'm a, yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty good. Fowler spent some right. some time on Psychology Today, Google, something. I'll pull it out. I'll yeah. pull it out sometime. I'm impressed wow. with you. Guys. That was good because I hear narcissists a lot, but like that yeah. gaslighting. But a narcissist can also gaslight, though. Exactly. For sure. So, yeah, for sure. okay. So it's for still. Sure. They have the same traits. Again, it's just all about the motivation. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, there you go. That was, that was good. Now, yeah, do I have go. any movies on? I mean... Hmm. The only one that I could think of was um, the family that prays. One of Tyler Perry's movies, and they've been playing it back and back to back uh, to back so to back on BT. That, seem, that seems so, weird. The family yeah, that prays, and then that's a good example of emotional spelled, abuse. It's spelled like it's a it, pray. Oh, exactly. E -Y. E -Y. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. if it's not Medea, I haven't seen it with Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where. I'm out on that so, one. So <laughs> yeah, this one was good, but it, it showed that to where a wife really like just disrespected and made her husband take and guess himself and that type of thing. So it was just a heavy in the emotional. But yeah. wow, that was a good. No, that's Jason, good. that was. There you go. You got I, me over I'm here thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So we got two more, right? We got neglect and spiritual abuse. Yes. So I think we won't spend a lot of time on neglect, but obviously it's it's the idea of you know they talk about active 
stuff, and that's mm-hmm. what we've been talking about. So neglect is more the passive. So it's yeah. not that they're doing something, but they're mm. withholding something. Right. Yeah. And uh, really, at the end of the day, when if you look biblically, when Paul talks about in First Corinthians seven, I think is where it's at. But he talks about um, you know if if someone became a believer is what he's addressing at the church, and so they're asking, well, if my spouse is not a believer, should I leave them? And he said, right. no. If they're willing to stay with you, stay with them because you mm. never know if your faith may influence them. But right. if they mm-hmm. leave you abandon you uh, you're no longer bound and so really really he's speaking out of the context of you go back to exodus 21 and that was kind of the old testament the fulfillment of a spouse a husband's role to a wife was food clothing and sexual fulfillment basically Mm -hmm. those were and and they used to have that was part of the jewish marriage ceremonies that they would include those vows so it's food Mm. clothing sexual fulfillment so basically paul's saying you're neglecting the duties that you've committed to in marriage, mm. which is that abandonment. So yeah. it, it could be that neglect of food, uh, neglect of proper stuff, and that kind of stuff. What's the motivation behind neglect? Uh, you know, I, most of the time, it's the same control. as everything else. It's yeah. control. Yeah, yeah. It's control. Okay. I'm going to withhold from you in order to force you to do something I want you to do. Mm. So, so, so if you go, there are some guys out there right now go, wait a minute. My wife says, well, if you don't do that, I'm not yeah, giving you right? that. Yeah. Is, is that neglect? <laughs> I think that's that's manipulation. Yeah, okay. I think neglect is pervasive, uh, you know, super unhealthy. Because, right. yeah, you could say, well, my wife won't have sex with me seven days right. a week. She's neglecting me. <laughs> All right. No, you have a sex issue, and yeah, she's yeah. not willing to fulfill it, so work on yourself. So let's jump in the last <laughs> yeah. one, spiritual. And there you yes. Go. And uh, golly, this could could run down a million routes because you have the overt ones, right, which you name it. So go ahead. Uh, You guys have a thousand of them from history. Pick a cult. Pick a example of spiritual abuse, and we can have Adam. Yeah, exactly. I mean, throw out David Koresh, right? There you go. There you go. That was was in Waco. Yeah, Yeah. right. Then we have uh, Scientology. Oh, that's the big these days. Good old Leah. And David Koresh was over. I can't remember the name of them, but they were in um, Waco. You're right. Yeah, so it's a whole compound basically, right. and he was the cult leader, right. and so you know. Yeah, the, of course, you can't, you know, J- what Jim Jonestown, whatever. You can't, you can't miss that one. Drink Kool Aid, drink the Kool Aid, yeah, the guy drink that drank the Kool Aid. But but the idea behind all these is when you talk about spiritual abuse, is there's often isolation from family, right? Yeah. Uh, there there's conformity to the group and yep. the group rules and mores, and breaking them obviously results in great punishment or death yep. or ostracizing or something so the characteristics of all these are power control isolation manipulation i mean when you can get a bunch of people jim jones at the same time to drink (laughs) kool-aid yeah hopefully was it to catch a comet that was coming by or something i forgot what that was behind it but they all killed themselves under some dream of something some dude came up with i'm like all right so here's my question my question is there a those are major major examples are there more is it spiritual abuse? So let's say legalism. Is there some legalism that borders along the spiritual abuse that maybe not that drastic where yeah, you're drinking I think, poison? I think you talk about, I mean, just think if, if you follow church world, mm-hmm. probably in the last five, six years, you can think of multiple people who have been removed from from positions. So you have Bill Hybels up at Willow Creek Church. You had uh, Mark Driscoll from Mars Hill up in Seattle. You have a lot of people that people are coming along and saying these people were spiritually uh, manipulative, bullying, controlling, abusive. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just someone just sent me an article the other day that there's a... uh, 
I don't know where they're at at Georgia or somewhere, but the Gathering Oasis that had they had this whole Pinky Promise thing. I think Heather Lindsay was the lady's name. That mm. you know the stuff for purity for kids and that kind of stuff. Right. And, and some people just came in. They're under investigation for spiritual abuse and control. Right. And so you see that often where spiritual leaders will, under the guise of what Toya tried doing earlier, using that scripture to say your body's hmm. not your own, so mm-hmm. you need to give it to me whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> they'll they'll yeah. use scripture. Right. So a lot of them will use scripture mm-hmm. to say, hey, you need to submit to your spiritual authorities, yep. which yeah. is a proper structure, and that's God's design, and, mm-hmm. and there's people that are called to shepherd and care for other people. Um, but everyone's got a personal relationship with God, too. So when you start putting a spiritual person uh, in front of your relationship with God and giving them too much control, they can spiritually abuse you. I think a lot yeah. of – I've talked to a lot of couples where one of the spouses is maybe more Bible knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and they'll use their knowledge of Scripture to manipulate the other person mm-hmm. okay. into submit right. to me or you know just, just different things. Shoot. And when you don't know, and you're like, this person's been a Christian longer than me, they seem to know Scripture longer than me, it's easy. So I think it falls under anything where somebody is using uh, their position spiritually – quote a pastor or a spiritual right. leader or whatever you want they're using uh the inspired word whatever it might be for that religion or cult bible for christians to manipulate and control somebody and coerce somebody into doing so what they want to do these kind of bleed together a little bit with because i'm hearing some emotional abuse in that spiritual abuse too yeah, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. kind of mm-hmm. lines kind of cross a little bit yeah. sure anytime it's control in there it's manipulation right. for a purpose it's it's coercion so i think the key is as as we wrap up all of these right yep. and it, i would encourage anybody if if they're wondering about their relationship there's so much good information online and there's yeah. so many great resources to say hey help me understand this better and then where do i go for this right obviously right. for domestic violence there's places set aside that can help walk with people through that uh, counselors for these other things uh, but at the end of the day in relationships a big part of it's about boundaries and so mm. if yeah. you've never read henry cloud john Townsend's boundaries book uh, that's huge because part of it is saying I'm going to make the other person take responsibility for their attitudes and actions. Yeah. I'm not going to take it. So too often we take responsibility. So let's go exactly. physical abuse just real quick as an yes. example. You're at home. The husband has an anger issue. And so mm-hmm. you never know. You and the kids never know when he walks in the door from work. What you're going to Is get. he yeah. going to be angry? Is he going to yell at us? Is he going to throw stuff? And... And too many times, wives and kids take responsibility for their husband's actions instead of a healthy boundary would be, we're not going to put up with the behavior because it's not healthy. So when you come in the door, if you're angry and yelling at us, I'm going to grab the kids and go to mom's house until you cool down. That's setting a boundary. If you don't take responsibility for yours, here's what we're going to do on behalf of it. So boundaries is really the answer to all these. Yes. And if anyone out there is uh, struggling or knows someone that is struggling with violence right now, then call 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-SAFE. That's at... uh, uh, 7233 and uh, if y'all have any questions for us send those into the relation shop at power77radio.com and thank you so much for joining us see you next time